Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Monday, 3rd April 2023. Our bit today comes from Matthew 26, verse 38, which says, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry or wait ye here and watch with me. Chaman, another Monday. Another week of work? Why me? And this one will be a rough one because following the joyful festivities yesterday of Palm Sunday, it's now Holy Week and all sorts of unsavory things are happening in the Christian's calendar, ending up with the crucifixion of Christ on Friday. We call it Good Friday, but it wasn't good when it happened. It only turned out good when Christ rose from the dead on Easter Sunday, having won a magnificent victory over hell, death, and the grave. So after the fear, the sadness and sorrow of Friday and Saturday, by Sunday evening, everyone had gotten their jollies back with the awesome news of Christ's resurrection making the wrongs just like his birth and death had done. No, that resurrection was a most marvelous occasion, which we all welcomed. But I guess like Job said, you have to take the bad with the good, and you can find that in Job 2.10. You can't always expect good and no bad, even though you're a believer in Christ, because the rain falls and the sun shines both on the good and the bad. And you can find where Jesus says that in Matthew 5, 45. And as we said yesterday, this Holy Week, we've got to stir up our faith, stand strong and steadfast, and follow Jesus to the cross on Good Friday, where he endured suffering. That's inhumane suffering, suffering over and above with a nary a word of complaint. Yes, my fellow brethren, our Lord and Savior bled. He shed his sinless blood and died on that rugged cross to pay for our abominable sins because our Heavenly Father desired it. And that was the only way it could be done justly and righteously. Remember the night before his crucifixion, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed for a reprieve, but first said to Peter, James, and John, who were with him, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry or wait ye here and watch with me. And then he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And that comes from Matthew 26, 38 to 39. Oh, friends, Jesus' heart was indeed heavy as he prayed the same thing three times with no reprieve from the Father. And deep down, yes, deep down, he knew that he had to take his lumps and he wasn't so much afraid of the horrifying death, 
but more so about his first ever separation from the Father, because he knew that once the burden of the world's sins was placed on his sinless shoulders, the Father would shut him out, since he could not look on the totality of sin. And as the scholars offer, they say the prayer for the cup to pass is not due to Jesus' fear of death. Jesus questions the will of the Father as to the necessity of drinking the cup. While this may refer to death, and they have a he tasted death in bracket there, it is more likely that the cup represents the wrath of God against sin, the divine wrath Christ would incur on the cross as man's sin bearer. In the awful anguish of that moment, the sin of the world was poured on Christ and he became sin for us. And you can find that in 2 Corinthians 5.21. Thus, the righteous one dies a substitutionary death for guilty mankind. End of quote. And that was indeed a mighty step, my people, calling for much selflessness and obedient and obedience on Jesus' part. No wonder Bro Paul wrote these telling words to the church at Philippi, where he says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. He emptied himself of all his privileges and being found in fashion or appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And that comes from Ephesians 5, sorry, Ephesians 2, verses 5 to 8. Oh, my people, what a marvelous example of a son our Jesus was, denying himself of his rightly godly privileges and becoming a mortal man so that he could do the Father's bidding. Now, none of us can ever reach the level that he reached, but we can all strive to be much better than we presently are. And if not for our sake, then at least for Jesus' sake. Just look at all he suffered on our behalf now. Can we not put out the effort to be better disciples, better followers, better ambassadors and agents, with our salt salty as ever, and our lights shining all over the world as he desires? Is that too much to ask, friends? I don't think so. Not after what Jesus went through on our behalf. Doing what he asks is a piece of cake compared to what he went through for us. So please, this Holy Week, Let's step up to the plate and hit some home runs for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ now. He rightly deserves our improved play. And now let's go to God through a Monday morning battle him, asking for the wherewithal to improve our level of play. Altogether, our Father 
who art in heaven. We, your humble servants, praise your holy name and thank you this Monday morning for life and strong faith in Christ, despite the mass confusion in our world. We desperately need your divine help, for you are the only one with the power to solve our many problems. Heavenly Father, we admit that we have all sinned and seriously disobeyed your word. But we know that you are merciful, forgiving, and gracious God who has faithfully promised to hear and answer our prayers when we humble ourselves, pray, and sincerely seek your face. And that's why we come to you now with sincere repentance in our hearts, pleading with you to give us wise guidance and direction to alleviate our problems. And Father, we pray that you will ease the pain of the many who are suffering from negative situations. Please show them your awesome grace and mercy and keep your promise that you will hear our prayer. Forgive us and heal our land if we turn from our evil ways. Please show this world that you are indeed Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And we pray this in the holy and blessed name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And again we say, Amen. And now we'll close with this little gem of scripture from Paul's missive to those same Philippians. A gem that ought to encourage us to get moving for Christ. Paul writes, being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform or complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And that comes from Philippians 1.6. Yes, my fellow saints, once the Lord begins working to remake us into the image of his wonderful son, he'll never stop until Jesus returns. So let's believe that and keep moving onwards and upwards in Christ and thus fulfill our godly destiny. Much love. And the postscript for today says, We all know that we need to do, sorry, we all know what we need to do to live for Jesus. So let's cut out the foolishness and do it now. Yes, friends, we all know what Jesus requires of us, and we know we can do it with his help, the help of his Holy Spirit. So let's get serious and start doing it now. Because the world is just going to hell in a handbasket and it's our job to try and stop it. And we pray that we'll all get serious and start doing what we need to do. We pray it in Jesus' strong and mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.